0: what's up it's sierra hey it's ebony and, and
1: welcome, welcome to the real play podcast hey guys welcome back to the real play podcast it's ebony
0: and this is sierra
1: and so we have two very special guests today um, we have courtney and don guys i almost said Borns because i'm so used to uh courtney's last name or maiden name so uh these two special guests they're gonna talk about marriage with us today i've been knowing courtney and for 14 years and i'm off i'm 14 18 15 okay and then i've been knowing Don for about seven yes yeah yes okay um and so we decided to bring them on today to talk about marriage because we're going to have a marriage series so we hope you guys enjoy that um I'm going to give Courtney because I won't keep talking Courtney and Don a little time to introduce themselves
2: okay I'm Courtney um and do you want me to introduce both of us or just talk about
1: you can do both if you want to
2: okay well I'm Courtney this is Don, and uh yes Ebony and I've been friends for many years since ninth grade so however many years that is Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um i am um i guess from south carolina but we now live in virginia um do what do you want career do you want what do you what else do you want what do you do okay um well i recently just graduated from law school so i'm starting my first job as an attorney um on uh, in beginning of August so um,
0: black girl magic
2: (laughs) (laughs) so this is my third career Um, I was previously a TV news producer for several years and then I was a paralegal for a few years before I went to law school so Don
3: I'm Don Anderson uh, married to beautiful Courtney I've been married seven years I'm a supervisor at a juvenile detention center in Virginia and that's about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Don said you're going to put some respect on my last name. He makes <laughs> you that in there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he's from Georgia. I'm from Georgia. From Georgia. Southern voices. Uh,
1: are you from, you're from Augusta? No. Why do I think you're from Augusta?
3: I'm from Dublin. Like near
2: Macon. I'm near Macon, Georgia.
1: You know I know. I was looking yeah, like I'm going <laughs> to
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay, so, um, yeah, so we wanna kinda get a little bit of your, uh, so we wanna start when you guys met, all right? So how did you guys meet?
3: Uh, we met on a Thursday or Friday night at a bar. Uh, <laughs> mm. I saw her, me and my friend came in I saw her dancing.
2: And I was, right.
3: like, I was like, "Uh, it sounds corny now, but I was like, I'm in love. I think I'm gonna marry this girl. <laughs> so I went up and asked her to dance. and uh. After we got done dancing, that guy uh, told her, I was like, take my number down. She was like, no, take mine. Which is
2: weird because I never do that. I'm usually like, I'll just take yours because I'm never going to text them. Um, so I was there with a friend of mine as well. Um, I had just moved to this area. I guess I'd only been here for, it was less than six months. We met in like a November. And, uh, I was with a fr- coworker friend of mine and we went to this bar just to go hang out. I had been drinking, which is probably the only reason I really talked to him. Usually I kind of keep to myself, but, um, yeah, he asked me to dance and we danced and then I gave him my number. And uh, I remember he texted me as soon as he left. And I remember thinking that is so weird. And I probably am not going to ever talk to this guy again. And. Then he texted me the next morning and he said, good morning, beautiful. And he texted me every day until I agreed to go out with him. <laughs> every morning. And I was not very nice at times because I was not interested in a, I didn't think I was interested in a relationship at that time. And so he would text me every single day. And I remember going to work and telling my coworkers, this guy, remember this guy I told you guys about, he keeps texting me. And I don't know. I don't really know if I'm interested. And they are like, well, you should just give them a shot. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. And I remember telling my mom the same thing. And she finally talked to me into really talking to him. Uh, but we still never even went out together until it was New Year's Eve. And that was because all of my plans fell through. And he texted me and was like, well, I'm hanging out. We, you can come hang out with me. And I was like, okay, but we're strictly friends. Persistent. And, I like that. Yeah. Persistent. <laughs> that was so, a lot of change, though, right?
3: Yeah, we uh met up, I ditched my friends we hung out. <laughs> and uh, I think we went to IHOP and it was like 12, about one o'clock when we yeah. IHOP and we stayed there talking until about six o'clock in the morning.
2: Yeah. And th- that was when the tides turned.
3: All right, I don't so, remember, I'm trying to think
1: about when you actually told me about him. I can't really remember. It was I thought it was during the dating. Time. It was during when you guys were dating because I remember having conversations about it but I don't remember specifically when.
0: So you guys in that story answered my question because I was going to say who made the first move, but clearly Don slid in, was like, here, take my number. And Courtney was like, nah, (laughs) that's cute. I mean, I like that he was persistent and texting you every day and until you were ready to meet up with him in person and to have a five hour date or six hour, however long, whenever you guys got to IHOP. And IHOP is my spot. I love it. <laughs> um, the Denver scramble. But that that was, it seemed like you guys really were building throughout the text message because you were seeing that he was being persistent. And so then when you you knew that you weren't just some random girl that he was like, hey, let me just text her to see what's up because he didn't give up. So I like that, you know, Don. You got cousins and brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Where they do that at? Because they don't, I ain't seen that up here in Maryland. But yeah, that's, I like that.
1: (laughs) You know, sometimes too, it's not that we're not really interested. It's just that we have a lot going on. And sometimes we're just like, "Mm, not right now,
2: you know. You also have to remember, I had moved here by myself. And so I was really kind of, I'd never been to this area. You know, Mm -hmm. this is four and a half hours from where I grew up. And so I'd never really um, been to this area. I didn't know anything about the people here. And I was very, Protective of myself and my my own space. Like he didn't come into my house for. Yeah, that's
1: me months. right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> he did not come into my house, and he knew that. I told him I was not letting people into my space because I, that was um, you know I believe in in spirits, and mm-hmm. I don't want other people's anything you have mm-hmm. going on with you. I didn't want yes. that in my space. Um, and so we didn't. He didn't come into my house until let's see, we met in November. It was like what February, probably before he even came into my house. So. <laughs> That was i was really protective of myself that was why he he had anybody who was going to be with me or try to talk to me had to have been persistent so i'm glad it was him that's,
1: that's interesting those standards. <laughs> I, i'm the same way but i just i don't know if i ever picked that up that you do that but that's interesting
2: you probably didn't <laughs> no because when i guess in my past that's probably why i'm like this because i wasn't that particular with a lot of former relationships and I think I realized that was something that I had to to figure out and to make sure that I was a hundred percent okay with this person being into my space, because I know I've let other people into my space in the past and it was not a good situation <laughs> and they shouldn't have been there and I should have never even let those people around me. And so mm-hmm. by the time Don and I met, I had finally figured a lot of things out about myself and I was, um, really protective of that because I'd done a lot of work on myself in those few months that I'd been isolated by myself, me and my dog. And so I had to, like I said, protect myself. And I knew it was important that whoever I talked to had to also protect me. And I say talk to you because I was in no, I was not looking for a relationship time at all. And you were
1: being, it sounds like you were being very intentional about, like you said, who you let around your space.
2: Yes. So,
1: and um, you said something, too, that someone else we interviewed um, about, like, you know, their marriage. They said that um, they wish they would have spent time getting to know themselves prior to getting married. Do you think that contributed to your relationship, that you actually took the time out to get to know yourself before, you know, starting to date, before you got marri- guys got married?
2: I think so. Um, because when I look at myself from, like... I mean, we met when we were 22, but when I look at myself from like relationships, from, you know, graduating high school until graduating from college, what that 18 to 22 time span, a lot of that was in the, from within the prism of the college experience. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone's just in for a good time, having a good time. You talk to anybody, you talk to everybody. And I realized once I moved, you know, people always say that, um, some, when God isolates you, he's trying to, you know, make sure that you're doing a work on you. And I know he had to move me from Charleston. Um, He had to move me from those circles I was going in for me to really work on myself and realize the issues that I had, that I had not yet resolved and things that, um, you know, I just needed to be comfortable with myself. And that was a big thing. I didn't love myself. I was uncomfortable with myself. And once I realized who I was, that was why I was able to, Text him and be like, you know, um, no, I'm not comfortable with you coming over. I'm not comfortable with coming to your house so we can watch a movie or anything yet. Let's just talk. Let's just meet up at Applebee's. That became our spot after the IHOP thing. <laughs> Let's meet up at Applebee's. Let's just talk for a little while. Let me just get to know you. Um, and and so I do think that me just really getting to know myself and learning to love myself and really getting back into relationship with god and myself you know all of that because i i specifically remember a prayer i prayed shortly before i met don and i was on the way to work one morning i had like a long commute it was like a 35 i say long it was like a 35 minute commute (laughs) and um that was the time when i talked to my mom on the phone or i do well i pray a lot in the car at that time and i remember very specifically a prayer that i prayed and i prayed that god would send me a companion and i didn't i wasn't looking for a boyfriend because i knew how i was when i'd get into uh, relationships that sometimes I would lose myself but I really just wanted a companion someone to be my friend and in came Don <laughs> and that was not what I was looking for it wasn't what I was expecting but he really became my friend I think I don't know if he just recognized that I wasn't ready for certain things but he was very uh, patient with me and patient first of all and getting me to even even go out with him <laughs> patient and taking the next step in every step of our relationship so um, I definitely think the time that I took to learn myself really helped provide a good foundation for me to be able to be his friend first and then move on to his girlfriend and his wife and trust me I'm still not done figuring myself out as he knows
1: <laughs> so I'm gonna uh chat with you offline about something that you said I'm it in my notes because I have a question like I I I is So you always came off as very super confident in me as long as I've known you. So I have a couple of questions, but I don't want to ask it on the podcast.
2: Oh, okay. I'm just writing myself a note. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh. Well, I just wanted to stick with the topic that we're on right now. So Courtney, you said that you did all the work on yourself prior to joining Mr. Don in a friendship and so my question is a lot of times, a lot of women are doing a lot of self-searching mm-hmm. and reading books and watching sermons and doing that really, you know, internal deep dives into ourselves to learn ourselves so we can be prepared for the next relationship. Don, this question goes to you. I don't see a lot of men doing that. And if um, my question really is, did you do the same type of soul searching prior to this relationship in right. marriage?
3: No, not at all. I kind of <laughs> knew that. I knew it. <laughs> uh, I had. I was just out of a relationship, too, as she was. And I actually wasn't looking for anything serious at the time. But
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I wasn't. You said, and I quote, let's back up. You said, that's going to be my wife. I did say you that. Did. You
2: did.
3: But I you weren't that. looking for anything? No, I wasn't. I mean, I, just, I I don't know if it was God or, or what, but I... When I walked in, I was like, I think I'm in love, that's gonna be my wife. And but I you were drunk- there to
2: meet somebody else though, right? No,
3: not that night. Oh. Okay. No.
2: <laughs> oh dang. <laughs> Wait,
3: what's- It what's- wasn't saying like I was out there we talking to thousands and hundreds of women at all, but I was just out of a relationship and I was, and I'm not saying I was, I was looking for, like she said, a companion, a friend. And I'm mm-hmm. not the one to believe men and women can be friends. I have said that to her before, especially when a guy's in a relationship. I don't think that's, that's uh, possible, but let me get back to what I was <laughs> really trying to say. Uh, no, I wasn't doing so and you know, or trying to figure myself out, because honestly, guys don't think about that until a woman introduces that to their life. Mm-hmm. So Courtney's been good about getting me like the Michael Todd book. She said, you need to read this book so i'm reading this book I'm on page 66 right now I just started.
1: <laughs> okay
3: okay <laughs> i just really finished good book, but being in a relationship was about teaching each other things and growing from what you learn with each other like i'm sure i taught i've taught her things and she taught me things but to be a, a good relationship a good marriage you got to be willing to work on those things okay and not see them as a problem or just oh uh, they just want me to change just to change to be how they want me to be but she's want she's wanting me to be to be a better person and then, and in turn, I want her to be a better person. But it has to go both ways. And me telling her what I need from her, and she's she's telling me what she needs from me. So, but yeah, she's definitely because I always believed in God, but I was never the church going type of person. So me and Courtney went to church together, and we joined the church together. Uh, since we've been married, and I've gotten saved since we've been married. Oh, you got baptized after you got married. I got baptized after we got married. So she's and I've always believed in God, but. My, uh, I always had to belief that I didn't get myself together and then go to church, but that's not, that's not true. Like
2: Mm-mm.
3: you're supposed to come to God broken and he fixes you, which he's never going to fix you because we're always going to have sin. we're always going to make mistakes. Nobody's perfect.
0: I had a conversation with the guy before about how women prepare themselves by doing a lot of research on relationships and soul searching on themselves. But do guys do the same thing? And he actually took it upon himself to buy the Mike Todd book and he was reading it. But I'm like, do any of your friends do any of that stuff? Or is it just you? Yeah, the guy and in the, the dating
3: so- episode, right? The, the, guy from, the guy from the dating episode? Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. So you can tell. <laughs> yeah. So the question was posed to him. And then I was like, I really don't think guys do it. So it's like, it's up to the women. Here we are. We're preparing ourselves for the next level. But then the guys are a little bit not under us but they're not at the same level as us cuz they haven't done that so we're kind of working on them while we're working on ourselves if we decide to go into a relationship with them so i do wish that we were all on the same level but at the same time it sounds like it's good if you're already open minded to it so when the woman comes and she's already got her stuff ready for this relationship and her and you know personally she's ready you're willing to be pulled up right with her, match her, and then continue to grow yourself. So you're not, you didn't push back, like, I don't want to read my Todd. Um, you, you read it, like you're Mm -hmm. reading it. So that that's good, but it's kind of a little disheartening for the singles to think about how we might do all this work and join book clubs and do all this stuff, but our possible mates out here in the world, aren't doing the same type of soul searching.
2: I think it's also important to think about the differences just between men and women, though, in that because you know women, we are known to be the nurturers, the preparers. We prepare a home. We prepare, um, you know, our we, we nurture our children, um, and men are more of like the fixers. Like they act when things are broken or when something needs to be when it's when mm-hmm. it's right in front of them and they and they have to do it.
3: Are you telling something's
2: broken? Right. And or or we tell them something's broken, and. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that is why I guess men don't see it that way because I think most men are pretty confident in that you know they're a catch they know who you know she's lucky to be with me I'm not saying that to just you know talk down to men but I think that we have to remember that there is a male ego and um I think we have to remember that too in coming into to dating not saying that that's an excuse for men not to work on themselves I'm not saying that at all I do think that it's important like Don was, he was very open when I would say things like, um, I remember uh, specifically a situation where I rem- we were sitting in my, my house and I remember telling him that I needed him to be more emotionally vulnerable to me because mm. I am I am a talker as you can tell. <laughs> and I am very, when I, when I feel comfortable with you, I'm gonna talk and I'm gonna be vulnerable with you. And I need that reciprocated and I need to know how you're feeling at each step of the way because otherwise that kind of brings up some of my insecurities and in that if i'm not getting that um feedback from you then i'm going to start feeling insecure about myself and don has been very good from when i first brought that up to him you know he's worked on that and the man i have here today is totally different from the one that i was dating you know eight years ago when mm-hmm. i first told him you know i need you to be more emotionally available to me and so I think that's only possible though, when you have someone who's willing to work. And I yeah. think that is one thing that I think men have to be ready for in getting in a relationship is they have to be open to doing some work on themselves as well. I think it's, it's hard when you get into a relationship with someone and they think they're the best. They, they think there's nothing wrong with them. They think it's you who needs to conform to them, but that's okay. not something that I came into that I you know, encountered with Don. And I don't know. You can piggyback off that if you want. I mean,
3: vice versa too. You didn't anything I said. I had a problem with not necessarily had a problem with. or maybe didn't understand. You listen and try to do better about going back to the uh, the dating. Uh, the guy was saying about guys being emotionally uh, <clears throat> vulnerable. He's right. Uh, when, when we show vulnerability to you guys, and it comes back as a joke to you, or you laugh about it, then. He's he's right about that. It's it's done. The guy probably never be vulnerable with you again, because he took the time out to be serious, and you made a joke of it, or or you use it against him in an argument. It it, it probably is not going to end well, and the relationship probably is going to be done most likely. And Courtney never done that. When she decided, when she told me I need to be more emotional and open up to, her and I did. She never used anything I said to her or any things from my past, a back back against me. Because if she would have done that, we probably wouldn't be here today.
1: (laughs) So um, when you specifically asked Don about vulnerability and to be more emotional or emotional, vulnerable, more what's the word I'm looking for? More
2: emotionally vulnerable.
1: Yes. Thank you. It was just (laughs) all there jumping up together. Um, But what did that look like for you? And I'm asking this question specifically because me and Sierra, we've had this conversation before and she um, said that like, if she is expecting someone to be emotionally there for her or vulnerable and it doesn't look the way she might expect it to look, then she might not go and be vulnerable with that person again. So for you, what does, you know, being vulnerable emotionally
2: look like? For me, I need to... I just need to see some sort of emotion. Like I need to know that things affect you. I need Mm -hmm. to know that you have some sort of feelings about things, if I do something, I want you to react to it in some way, you know? I mean, it's almost like a child (laughs) who's like (laughs) acting out because they want to get some sort of reaction out of their parent. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why a lot of children do act out because they want some sort of emotional connection with their parents. And so I guess it's kind of the same way. It was like, you know, if I do something, I want to feel that I want to see from you um some sort of emotion that shows that you are as invested in this like if i say oh this guy was looking was checking me out at the mall and you're just like okay then for me it's going to make it seem like well you don't care not- yeah why right. does he just not care and I can't remember what the exact situation was that we were talking. I think about. It was
3: like an argument and I was just like, whatever, like not giving any emotion whatsoever, even though I was upset or maybe <clears throat> upset at the time. I like because I, I would never argue back with you. That's not saying true. that arguments is a great thing, but like she would get mad about something. And I was like, whatever, not even.
2: And yeah. I guess for me, it was not feeling like he wanted to fight for not fight me but fight for our relationship. Does that make sense? Makes sense. Um, and I think that's probably, I think you're right. I think that's probably what it was is like, maybe I, br- I was really upset about something and I brought it to him and he was just like, okay. <laughs> and I didn't know know him well enough to know that was just his personality. So to me, like when I don't like something, I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to be very passionate about how I tell you. And so when he wouldn't uh, meet my my passion with his own, to me, it kind of felt like, You're not fighting for for this relationship like this is something that's important to me why is it not important to you because something that's important to you is going to be important to me so i need you to get passionate or show me some sort of emotion about whatever this is that we're dealing with so that i know that you're as invested in this as i am
1: i can see how it would come off as dismissive but um you probably already know this too but you know sometimes it's based on the way people grow grow up it's not like he probably wasn't emotional about it or didn't have feelings towards it. It's just that, you know, people tend to, um, present their emotions differently.
2: And that's what it was That's as we talked about it more, I think that started out a long conversation, which we still talk about, you know, emotions and stuff together. And that started a long conversation. And as I got to know him more and was able to unpack his personality a little bit, I did realize we were just, we, we, we grew up very differently. And so I grew up to where I was very expressive. I was a very expressive child, expressive person, always have been. But I also grew up with um, very...
3: uh, Loving, touching. Yes, physical, physical, yes. My
2: parents were very um, physical and very intentional in expressing their love to me. They would say all the time, I love you every night, get off the phone, I love you. I grew up with hugs and kisses in my family. He didn't grow up that way. And so for him, He didn't understand my need to hear these things or to, to see that he was, um, to feel his emotions because he didn't grow up with people expressing that to him. And so that was just something that we had to, to talk about. But then again, he was willing to work with me and willing to work on trying to help himself. But at the same time, I also had to be willing to be understanding and, uh, and learn more about him to why he acts the way that he does. That's a good point.
1: I won't, I won't go into, I was going to be like, dang, Courtney, how are we friends?
3: Because
1: <laughs> you know, I'm like the least emotional person.
0: But then but, I think you also, it depends on your friends. So you know which friends to go to when you want certain emotions reciprocated to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's probably why like there's certain things like, she would be like, oh, okay, Abs, I'm going to tell you, you know, about this. we
1: talk, we talk about everything really. So I don't know. I can Courtney's the, the friend that I literally, I'm like, I can ask the most. I'm like, oh, I have a question about, I don't know, something wild. And I, I will text Courtney and be like, can you tell me this? She's like, Ebony, please stop. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean,
0: I know, I just treat, I know which friend to talk to about what okay. and which friend you'll get what from, not that any of them are better or worse than it, any others. I just, you kind of know.
1: I, I, I probably should ask this off the podcast, but would you have a problem coming to me about something emotional, Courtney?
2: No, the thing though, is that as far as my emotions, I'm very different in a relationship versus with my yeah, friends. With most, you. Of my, most of my friends would say that I'm not a very emotional person. I don't show many emotions to most of my friends. I'm just kind of like, kind of matter of fact, most of the time. And, um, and so I think it's, it might surprise some people when they see me with Don because I am, I can, I can be much more emotional and Don sees the, the very fiery side of me and the very Sappy side of me, so in my in a relationship, I am much more emotional there than I am with my most of my friends or people outside um, of our relationship. So that may be why you feel that way.
1: Totally get that.
2: I guard my emotions very well, and so I only show them if I have to. And so it's very I guess when you're in a marriage, it's it's hard to hide things, Mm -hmm. right? And so. If I feel a certain way, even if I try not to feel that way, it's still going to come out. So I don't know. It's, it's just different somehow.
1: Yeah. And, and I think we've been on each other for a long time. So it's kind of
2: like, you probably just, my emotion just like, Oh, that's just Courtney. Even if you do see it, I don't know.
0: Yeah, or just used to it. Or I'm like, okay. So marriage is something you, neither of you have been in before you're, you're starting this marriage. What's one thing about marriage that surprised you that, you know, you didn't expect um prior to saying i do
3: i would say uh that your love grows like it's a different kind of love versus dating or engagement oh
2: <laughs> i agree with that i can see you. that is surprising um
3: that you didn't think your love could grow any more for this person than it
2: had, than well you always hear people say that and you're just like
3: whatever, whatever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then. It's kind of like uh, I I did just recently read Michael Todd's Relationship Goals book mm-hmm. and he was talking about how you know the world has the concept of the progression of relationships wrong and how it is marriage and then love and I think he's right like you don't realize just how your love for someone changes um, and I do think that before you get married a lot of that love is still lust I think I think you do love that person But I also think a lot of it is still lust and it's still this infatuation phase, which is what we always call the honeymoon phase. Mm -hmm. And then once that wears off, you do have to, to, uh, figure out, you know, exactly what love is. Um, but I think the most surprising thing for me in marriage is, um, you guys touched on it on that episode with the guy, you had the guy's perspective in dating. You were talking about how girls always have this fairy tale idea. Mm -hmm of what a relationship is gonna be and what marriage is gonna be and how your life's gonna progress. And I have the same thing. And Don and I've talked about that before and how, you know, when I when we got together, I thought the person I was going to marry, I was gonna kiss them and there would be butterflies and fireworks and my leg was going to pop up and you know I just had all <laughs> these these stupid ideas based on you know movies, fairy tales that we'd read and all this stuff that's just not not true and it's not real and i think what surprised me about marriage is that the love that you feel for someone in a marriage it's not anything that i ever experienced or in a book or re- watched on tv it's nothing like that and i remember in our premarital counseling um my home church pastor did our premarital, premarital counseling and he asked me in there um how do you know you love him and it was so weird because no one had ever asked me that before because usually you say i love this person and you just take take it take someone at their word And he said, well, how do you know you love him? And I was like, Oh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) and, and I said, I know I love him because every part of my body yearns for him, every part of like down to my soul, which I don't even know how to describe what my soul is, but every part of me yearns for him and needs him and wants him. And, Granted, that's before marriage, but even in marriage, it's the same way. Like, I, that surprised me. I, I was expect I wasn't expecting it to be like this. I didn't expect the way that I feel about him to be that, e- like, literally every part of my body yearns for me. Like, if you read Song of Solomon and mm-hmm. all of that, like, that is, it's it's the best book for someone who wants to know, you know, like, what is the love between a man, a husband and a wife supposed to be, like, that passion Um, yeah just a yearning and that surprised me like I didn't expect that I was going to meet the person of my dreams and not feel like I don't know I guess the butterflies and stuff it's there but it was just it was different and I don't really I guess it's hard to explain but that surprised me
1: do you think um, it you know you guys had to continuously like work and go through different situations to see you know how your love kind of takes a different form in each situation and it makes you kind of stick together more.
2: Yes. I will say the most trying time in our marriage where we had to really learn what love is, uh, was I got pregnant four months into our marriage. And so just to put that in context, I always said I was never getting married and I was never having children. Um, I hear this. Well, I had decided I was never getting married. I was never having children and my parents actually love to uh, Tease me about that now um, But anyway, so we had decided Don wanted children and so we had talked about it and I was like, okay, well, I guess we could have children, but we need to wait a little bit down the road And so we decided we were gonna wait what four years. I think yeah. we said <laughs> before we had children. Well <laughs> Four months after we got married. I found out I was pregnant. So um our, I guess, newlywed phase was drastically cut short mm-hmm. and we quickly shifted into preparing for baby and becoming parents. And so after he was born, we had to, we were still trying to learn how to be husband and wife mm-hmm. and then we had to learn how to be husband, wife, mom, and dad. And that was the hardest year of our of yeah. our marriage, yeah. like, <laughs> I can't say, of, probably, like, of my life, <laughs> that was difficult, <laughs> we had to have some really hard conversations, we had to really soul search to figure out how to make it work, it was,
3: and it was, <clears throat> i say, it was both of us, but it was mainly me, because I was, uh, selfish, I had it all to myself for the past two years, two and a half years, and now it's a baby in it, and he's getting all her attention, I had to really pray about it and, and well, pray about it a whole lot and <laughs> just realize that th- this is my son and he needs her just as much as I do. And I just have to, we had to, we had to sit down and talk and we had to block out time for just us. Like when he went to bed and I had to step in and help out more too. And when she needed to take a nap, let her go take a nap so that when he does go to sleep at nighttime, we can sit up together and talk and, and watch a movie or do whatever. So.
2: And that was one of those times when I think we, we learned that love is an action, like, I know people say that all the time. And again, these are things that people say, and I never really thought about it. I was just like, oh, okay, love is an action. Cool. Um, but I think at that point was when we really had to realize, like, if we are going to make it through this trial, we have to choose every day when I wake up that I am going to love you, even though you're making me angry, or even though I don't feel close to you right now, or even though all of my attention needs to be on this little human. Um, We had to actively choose that to love each other and to to trust God that we were going to make it through this part. And so that was, I think, probably the first time we realized how love has to change. Um, And we've realized how... How our love progresses. And once we kind of got out of that phase, and I can't really say exactly when that happened, but once we got out of that phase and we were able to look back on it, we were just like, wow, like we grew so much in that amount of time. But at the time, we were also, it was so painful for us to grow. We also realized so many other parts of our lives were um, enriched in that, like our trust in each other grew immensely. Um, you know, every part of our relationship flourished because we fought through that and we we chose we actively chose to love each other through those really hard moments at times
3: what your was, mom warned us about it yes. I mean, we was like, whatever my mom,
2: my mom <laughs> warned me she before I, I think it was shortly before i was born and my mom warned us warned me and said courtney things are going to be different you know after you have a child men just i i'm trying to think of the exact way she phrased it but she was just like men just get super jealous or so jealous when you have a child because your attention has to go to that child. So you're going to have to find a way to make sure that you're nurturing your husband at the same time that you're also nurturing that child. And I remember thinking, come on well, mom what the advice yeah, it was like Don loves me. He's fine. <laughs> He's going to be good with it. Yeah, no, it's not that easy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm glad you uh, mentioned uh, Don, like the think the steps that you took to, um help courtney out during that time and to also maybe make her feel comfortable but also get the attention that you needed during that time because i think uh that'll help some guys out that's listening who might not have been in that situation maybe going through the situation
0: yeah i like how you guys said that you would set aside time Mm -hmm. um like kind of like date nights even if it's date nights in the house while while the baby's asleep you guys can stay up so i know dating has to happen throughout marriage. You don't just date, get engaged, and then you just live your life. So like you have to date your husband and date your wife. So um I love how you made that time. (laughs) You had to learn that.
2: We had to learn that that you have to date each other. (laughs) Well
3: not before he was after he was born, yes we had to learn that. Because we used to go to the movies like three times a week together. Before he was born yeah before he was born.
0: (laughs) Oh so y'all were already dating each other. You just had to dial it back and then reintroduce it again after he was born. I was just going to say a few minutes back you said I think it was Courtney that said he wasn't he wasn't exactly what you were looking for. I can't remember which one said it, but then that reminded me of the book where they're saying about the list. Do you have a do you have a list of who you wanted to marry? So, Courtney, can you elaborate on on that and then Don like, was she Y'all are already married, so <laughs> y'all are good, y'all are happy, but physically, emotionally, spiritually, like let
1: me ask you. Did you guys see know.
0: each other with each other? Like were they you the person they were looking you were looking for?
2: I did not know.
0: <laughs> he, he didn't meet your he, he wasn't part was.
2: of your list? No. Um, let me not say okay, not a part of my list. His attributes that I could not have known without getting to know him, yes, absolutely were things that I wanted. But I distinctly remember <laughs> calling my mom and being like, "Mom, like I was like this guy. I met him, and he keeps texting me, and he wants to go out, and all this other stuff. I was like he seems he's such a nice guy, but I just don't know that he's my type." And I remember my mom being like, "But Courtney, you literally just said he's such a nice guy. Like, mm-hmm. why would you not explore that? Like, why? I don't understand the rest of this." And I'm just like, "But." And she's like, Courtney, just give him a chance. And I was like, fine. And so, you know, I, I, and then the IHOP date happened, and then we kept talking. No,
3: before that, let's rewind. First time, <laughs> Applebee's. We no, had Applebee's before. No, uh, I yeah, we did. Okay. I met, we did. Uh No, I don't think so. I think
2: okay, we after. Did.
3: okay. After Applebee's, and it was still, I want to be friends. Uh, but we'll I still was able on. to see. I, yes, I, I but it. I'm saying though uh, it wasn't Sorry. a date. So first, though It wasn't a date. Actually, I was at Applebee's with some of my friends, and she was getting off work because she worked second shift. She got for eleven. So I was like, Hey, come hang out. She was like, Okay. So it wasn't a date, but I did leave my friends. We went to the booth and started talking. But then later on, she was like, Oh, I can't believe you had on uh, jeans and a thermal. And I was like, No, no,
2: no, 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 no. no. You had on sweatpants and a thermal shirt,
3: but <laughs> to my defense, I was a college student. I'm in college. I'm hanging out with my friends. I'm an athlete. We like okay, let's go get some beers after practice. So we went and got some beers, and she came out. But <laughs> even though it was eleven o'clock, she it wasn't a date. We're just hanging out as friends. She had a problem with how, with, with how I dress.
2: I will agree. Yes, I agree. I was very superficial in what I wanted.
3: Um not saying and, I dress like that all the time, but I, at that, that instant, it could have definitely looked little bad if it was. Yes, yes. Seemed to, to be a uh, first date, <laughs> but it was. Yeah. Uh,
2: but yes, that, um, Don was more rough around the edges than I expected I was going to end up with. Um, Don is very much a country boy. He is very much Georgia, middle Georgia country boy. And that was not, I grew up in the country, okay? So I tried to get away from, I guess that was just parts of me that I was kind of trying to run away from. I I didn't want certain types of things. But, and so Don was not the type that I had written down or things like that. Um, but I think because of his persistence and us just being able to, he became so much of a confidant to me and so much of a friend to me that i couldn't help but but fall in love with him i couldn't help but love him and i realized that all these stupid things that were trying to keep me from liking him are things that i love about him now um there are little things that are charming to me now like every now and then he does slip into his georgia drawl and i tease him about it but it's cute to me now. (laughs) Um, but i think I, i had this misconception that when i loved someone i was going to love every single thing about them and that's not true there are some things that you know you're gonna love someone even if you do think it's a cute little quirk or something eventually it's gonna get on your nerves and eventually you're not gonna like it but i've been sure there are things about me that he didn't once once he got to know me he didn't really like that much um but i think we have to prioritize what it is we look for on that list um because what like Don just mentioned he was in college when we met uh, we're the same age, but he had taken a break in between getting his associate's degree and his bachelor's. And so he was still in college when he met. And for me, that was kind of like, mm, like, even though it's only a, I've only been out for a little bit of time. Like that was kind of a, I don't know, sh- should I be dating someone who's still in college? Like, aren't we at different points in their lives? I'm in my first job, blah, blah, blah. But that ended up not being an issue at all for us. Um, but at first glance, it could have been. It could have been something that immediately canceled him out on my list. Um, and I know I've told Ebony these things before sometimes. And I'm like, just push past that a little bit. See if you can get past that little thing. Just and, as you
1: were talking, I'm like, oh, this is the wrong person to be talking about a list with.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I tell you that. I'm like, so just look a little bit past that a little bit and see if there are other things that you do love about this person. because we all have things that are not going to be that attractive to anybody else but ourselves. Um, we might, we think we're all that in a bag of chips all the time, but we all have things that aren't great about us. And we all have things that maybe if we had to redesign ourselves, we'd leave off. So I don't know. You just have to look past some of the more superficial things Mm -hmm. and you know, the whole, he's not my type kind of thing, which is what I initially used. And I don't know why I was thinking that because he is, absolutely everything that I have ever needed um, in terms of the kind of person who can listen to me, who understands me, who can support me. Um, and by support, I mean emotionally and, I mean, any other way too. He has <laughs> yeah, support me.
3: Which is funny because when I first met you, he was like, I'm independent. I don't need no man. Actually, I put your name on my phone. as Courtney Independent. Miss <laughs> <laughs> <It's> independent.
2: <laughs> I mean, yes. I was very much, I don't need a man. I don't want a man to, to take care of me, blah, blah, blah. Yes, you're absolutely right. But it's amazing how being with the right person makes you reevaluate some dumb things that you, not saying that's dumb by any means. Um, but uh, and I still am very much independent. And he appreciates that about me. But yes, with my list, Don was not exactly what I was looking for on my list. But he has he's better than what my list was
1: um i was gonna say uh see i got this whole lecture from uh courtney maybe like a couple of weeks ago about uh my entire list and uh how i am when it comes to dating that i need to reformat my uh mind around certain things so
0: you're supposed to rip up your list according mm-hmm. to my don't even have a list
2: i agree with that I, like i said i just recently read that book and I completely agree with that you do Um, i do because i think we so often limit Mm -hmm. ourselves we i think we we try to limit god i think in telling him this is what i want i want this not even just in relationships but in everything in our lives we're like Mm -hmm. i want this car i want this house i want this person and what if god wants to bless us with something that's so much more than that and I think that's, that's how I feel in our relationship is I feel like I've been blessed with someone who's so much more than what I was looking for. Um, but particularly emotionally, like he is, oh sorry, the headphone fell out. You were
0: passionate. That's what it was. You were passionate.
2: <laughs> I do I get passionate about things. Um, but yeah, he's so much more, especially emotionally. And that emotional support is something that I've looked for my whole life and mm-hmm. I was able to find it in him. So, but if I had if I had followed this list, I wouldn't have found him. Mm. He would have never, I guess been on my radar.
0: So Don, what about you?
3: Did I have a list?
0: Yes. Um, Did Courtney meet the list that you had in your head?
3: If I had a list, I would say she would have met it, but in the same instance, uh, you don't know what you want i am a firm believer you don't know what you want until you get it, and then mm-hmm. you know how that person fills your life and what that person brings to your life because as Courtney said, you can have this list, but uh God is always going to give you more than what you ever thought you could have or whatever thought whatever you thought you needed in your life, and mm-hmm. she definitely meets my expectations and its seasoning definitely.
0: He's going to give you what you need, not what you want. And (laughs) y'all needed each other. So it was a perfect match.
2: Yes. All right.
0: So I was Uh just wondering, what's one thing, what's one part of your marriage that you wish you could relive? Like it was a moment, a relivable moment, whether it's a wedding or even, you know, prior to marriage, but something y'all really enjoyed together. Your favorite moment with the other person.
2: Honeymoon. Where'd y'all go? We took a cruise. It was like Uh a seven day cruise, I think. It left from Miami and we went to uh, Nassau, Grand Turk and uh, Jamaica. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it was like seven days and this was... I mean, we got married what, back in 2013, and so it wasn't common for everybody to get the international plan and stuff on your phones because it costs so much. And So <laughs> we li- were literally cut off from everyone for a week. And mm-hmm. it was just the two of us. And I don't know, I just felt like we had like such a good time. And we were just- with No each. outside
3: distraction, no yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, nothing like that, just yeah. us.
2: It was just us. And anytime we've been able to, get away like that it's always just been amazing but i just remember that week of our honeymoon was just
0: the best to me did you go on your honeymoon right after the wedding yeah,
2: yeah. like did my mom late? picked us up from the air, from the hotel we stayed at at like 3am the morning after our wedding and we ain't not um,
1: go to bed until it was l- yeah it
2: late? Was super late we it got was late. like 2 hours of sleep i think <laughs> so <laughs> my mom got came and picked us up took us to the airport and uh we left yeah that very next morning
1: it's so strange like seeing you guys like being in the wedding and realizing how long that was ago and then seeing you guys today i'm like wow it's crazy it yeah
2: it's, it's transformative i'll tell you that marriage is a uh, humbling <laughs> and work. yes it is work that's for sure but it's good work
1: time flies too goodness it does Um, so another question we have for you guys is, uh, what's a tip or tips if you have them you would give to singles that are seriously dating or just singles in general?
3: I think couples, I don't know. It depends on where you're at in your relationship, but we had different apartments, but we also spent a night together. So we knew kind of our living habits. Granted, someone can hide their living habits. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a, for some people when they get married and they married for the first time and. They're living with this person, and they got makeup all over the counters and the bathroom, <laughs> and things you might wanted to be. Like that, that might be hard for somebody, and that's a source of arguments. Or they might hide it, and when a big argument come out, bring that up. I'm like, well, I didn't know you had a problem with that. It's just I'm not gonna say live with the person before you get married. Definitely not. But <laughs> mm-hmm. know what you get yourself into <laughs> when you get married, yeah. as as best as you can.
2: Oh, uh, let me see, um, for singles, singles or people in a relationship?
1: You can both, you can give more than one piece of advice.
2: Okay. I guess for singles, I would say, keep an open mind, um, mm-hmm. in dating, but at the same time, I think it's important to let the other, whoever it is that you're considering dating, or if you're in a relationship, be honest with that other person and what you want um and what your expectations are if you are looking to get married um because that day and that that night in ihop i think somehow i ended up telling him like i think he asked me specifically what do you want and i remember being like oh well i want this and i want this and i want this and then as our relationship progressed he was just checking boxes off like checking things off of my list the things that i said that i wanted and um i think it's important i think you need that that openness and the willingness to be honest with each other about things. Um, Because I think another thing I keep going back to Michael Todd's book, just mostly because I just recently read it, but I think it was so many good things in there. Um, Intentional dating. Like, I think that's so important. Be intentional about, you know, who you're dating. And then even if, if you're in a relationship and you're contemplating marriage, I think it's important to have those conversations about, what your expectations are for marriage. Um because I remember when we were dating and I remember telling him like don't surprise me with a proposal. Like I don't I never understand these situations when people are when people propose and they're just like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think I had no idea he was planning this. Like to me <laughs> like really like why are y'all getting married then if y'all have never even talked about it. Like we had I mean, I'm not saying tell her exactly when you're going to do it. That's not what I mean by don't surprise me with the proposal. But I told him, I was like, if you're thinking about getting married or you're you're thinking about marriage, let's talk about it, because I want to make sure your idea of a marriage is the same idea that I have for a marriage. And so we talked about getting married for a long time before he proposed. I mean, I think we pretty much figured out very quickly that we wanted to be together and we wanted to marry each other. And, um, and so we had talked about it a lot to the point to where we were looking at rings together because he knew how picky I was. And if I didn't like the ring, then it was going to be a whole ordeal. But anyway, I digress. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I did. I picked out my own ring, but anyway, but I say all that to say that, um, I think if you're in a relationship you need, and if you're single, be intentional in being open about what you want. If you want a man who's going to, Who's going to be okay with you staying home every day, then don't go into the relationship with a job making him think that you're going to keep your job or that you don't want to be a stay at home mom or, you know, whatever. Like That may not be what it is, but make sure that you're open about exactly what you're expecting. If you know what it is as much, I guess, as much as you can know. Be open about what it is you want. Be open about the kind of person you are, which I think is kind of what you were saying too. Like, don't go into this. You're never gonna know exactly what it's like living with someone 24 seven, but at least be open with someone. Like I'm not gonna tell somebody that I am the, the I'm, that your house is gonna look like a step for wife has been cleaning in it all day, because I know I hate to clean. And so I'm gonna clean when it has to be cleaned. but you're not gonna have a spotless house all the time. And I think that's unrealistic if you are in a relationship and you're leading this person to think this. Same thing with like, if if a man is trying to, make this this woman think that he's going to i don't know buy her roses every day or you know every day is going to be rose petals to you know your your uh isolated little dinner location or whatever if that's not something that you anticipate you're going to be like all the time don't leave that person thinking things like that i know those are really simple things but i mean i think openness and being honest is so important and i think in this day and time, we we want to date as if it's like the bachelor. Uh,
3: I'd say women be upfront with what you want. I mean, like she said, don't hide yourselves. And then in the same instance, ask a guy what they want out of a wife and what they're expecting. So, you know, if they tell you they want this, 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 and you can't deliver, or you don't think you want to deliver something like that, then you can be, you can go ahead and write that off as recreational uh, date. Oh,
0: that's in the chapter. Okay,
3: that's what you did.
2: You know what, I can actually speak to a specific instance like this. I mean, I hate to bring up old relationships or anything, but I remember a relationship I was in in college and at a certain point, I don't know, it was like, I don't know, we were driving down the road or something, and this guy said something about wanting his wife to be a stay-at-home mom and to raise all like, I don't know, four or five of his children. And I was just like, "Uh, what? Like you got the wrong one. <laughs> uh, God did not create me <laughs> to be a stay-at-home mom, and I know that already. And I know that now after I have told I have a child, I know I was not created to be a stay-at-home mom. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I don't have that kind of patience. Uh, I think it takes a special person to be able to be a stay-at-home mom all the time, and I was not. I, I was not made with that much patience. And uh, I think it would have been, it would have been wrong for me to continue a relationship like that. Um, especially to the point to where you get to talking about marriage seriously without being upfront and being honest with that person, that that's not exactly what you want. Um,
1: So um, here's the part of the show where you guys talked about, you watched an old episode or listen. Why do I say watch? You've listened to an old episode and you had some questions for us about the dating episode, or you just had questions in general. Or things you wanted to add on to
2: whatever we said?
3: Your biggest one was the um, uh, love moms can show their sons, I guess. What? The love.
2: Uh... Oh, no, that was, okay, we were listening to it. And that wasn't necessarily my big thing. I should remember listening to it. I think the gentleman you had on was talking about giving affection or women giving affection to their sons because they didn't get it
1: hmm he was something. talking
2: about, yeah. I don't know, I just thought that was, I didn't exactly uh, agree with it, I guess, just because, like I said, I grew up in a very affectionate home, very affectionate household, and so I don't think being affectionate to a son is exactly, or being affectionate to any child is harmful in any way. That was just my only issue with that, but I think we were just kind of talking about that part of it, but that wasn't necessarily something that I felt like absolutely had to be addressed. I think the biggest thing that I thought should have been addressed, which I thought you guys did a really good job about, was talking about, and I think I already mentioned it earlier, was talking about how growing up, you know, we all have these fairy tale ideals. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to realize that that's not real and that's not real life. And I thought you guys did a really good job with that. And I just want to reiterate, like, because I remember telling Don, I was like, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the one who thinks that this is how it is, but uh, it's not. And I thought you guys did a really good job um explaining that and okay. uh, I also thought one part of y'all's conversation with him I think it was the first episode I had never Don and I like talked about it we were sitting here listening to it together and we we're just like I would never thought about this but you were talking about going to dinner with someone and then praying over the food
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that was, was wasn't anything that I guess we ever dealt with I mean I just always prayed for my own food and kept moving <laughs> it was just it was just something that i hadn't really thought about or considered but i think that's uh interesting i thought it was very interesting that the gentleman you were talking to um i guess kind of felt like i guess maybe was taken aback when it wasn't welcome for him to to pray or or when a girl when a woman went ahead and prayed over her food first i don't don't remember exactly what he said but um that was interesting to me i don't
1: know most most guys that i've went on a date with not everyone uh but a significant amount of them, they've prayed. And that's something I look for, you know, cause I guess my dad does it too. So, you know, that's, I think that's why I look for it.
2: Well, I think with us, I think Don already mentioned it one time, but our spiritual walks were very different mm-hmm. when we met. And, you know, I always remember growing up with people, I grew up in the church and, you know, going to church every Sunday. And I remember everyone's always talking about being unequally yoked. And I just remember, you know, always thinking, Oh man, well, I can't, I can't date someone who's not at the exact same point in, in their spiritual life as I am. And, and then I met Don and it, and like I said, I knew that he, he had this belief in God. He, his family does go to church. He just didn't grow up going to church every day. And so he'd been surrounded by in some way, um, hearing about the gospel and, and so I guess, I wasn't so strict on that, just because I was upfront with him on how where I was though, and how I felt about it, and it wasn't like he was um, atheist. <laughs> yeah, but like he was against <laughs> me doing that. But he he was willing to go to church with me and everything like that. So I mean, that was good. But I don't know. I guess listening to you guys talk about what dating's like like now, just, I, I hate. I mean, it's not like we dated twenty years ago, but even in the ten years yeah. <laughs> that since we met. I think things are so different. It is so I think different. Listening to y'all's conversation was such an eye opener to me and how different it was. And I think it's also different because we were at different points in our lives 10 years ago than we are. And that mm-hmm. you are, you guys are now, you know, I was 22, 10 years ago. And so I was fresh out of college. He was still in college. And so dating then is a lot different than what it would have looked like now you know if i was dating someone now then yes i think i must i would be demanding more i would be expecting more mm-hmm. but i remember after listening to to those episodes and i looked at them and i was like did you ever bring me flowers when we went to go on <laughs> <a> date? like <laughs> do we even have dates because we did i guess it, the way we dated would probably be frowned upon at this age because we i paid for myself for the first i don't know sure. I, I offered,
3: but
0: she was independent. He did. <laughs> she was independent, though. So. He did offer. <laughs> that should have been her ringtone in your phone. Yes. Neo. It's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> independent. I'm independent, Courtney,
1: but I, I'm not paying for my own date. Well, the way
2: I saw it, though, is I didn't want, and this is maybe really weird and skewed in my own brain, but I didn't want him to pay for it and me to in any way owe him. Um, oh, so, yes. You know, I've been. (laughs) I mean, we should have a conversation because I've been so many situations where I had been in either been on dates or in relationships with people who held things over your head, or who expected something in return, and I didn't want to be in that situation. I was tired of men taking taking advantage of me, and so, you know, I was like, okay, I'll pay for myself. And we can sit here and we can have these conversations and we can hang out and stuff, but I'm going to take care of myself. And I want you to know that I can take care of myself and that I don't need you, but I want you in my life. So. I don't know. All right. Like anything else well,
1: that was good too. Cause it wasn't really off putting to him. Cause for some men, it could be really off putting like, Oh, well, I can't do anything for you cause you
2: well, don't even allow me to. Well, that's another way that i think being open about things is important like i was very open with him from the beginning that i don't expect you to do anything for me i have a father and right now i just want you to be my friend i don't expect anything else from you um but at the same time that was one way that he had to kind of i guess not really break me down but kind of show me the man that he was by in other ways finding ways to take the lead and finding ways to exert his, um, manliness or his masculinity. Um, because I think for many men, I can be kind of emasculating and, <laughs> um, but at the same time, like I said, I'm very upfront about it. I'm very upfront about how I, who I am. Um, and it's funny cause when my parent, when my mom first met him, she told me this well after this, but she told me, um, after we left, she looked at my sisters and she said, who is this man Courtney has? And she is going to run all over him because he was so quiet and he was very reserved. But then when she got to know him, she was like, Oh no, Don can handle his own. He can dish it as well as she can. And it works for us. Like the way that I can I can let him lead in different ways than maybe some other people might think that a man has to traditionally lead. But trust, he is the head of our household. <laughs> I may be independent, but I'm mm-hmm. still I'm still submitting to him, which was something else I had to learn. But anyway, that's another conversation for another time. But um, yeah, I don't know how we got on that.
0: I have a quick question. I know everyone's timeline is different, but what was your timeline from meeting each other to actually getting married?
3: We dated for a year, uh, engaged for a year, and then married.
2: Well, that was so broad. Straight. I mean, that's
3: what it
0: was. (laughs) (laughs) Been straight to it, right? You asked me a question. This to answer. (laughs) No fluff.
2: (laughs) That is exactly how he does. Well, we met in November. Um, We didn't officially start dating, I guess, until um, April, and we got engaged the following March. So, eleven months later, we were engaged and then we got married 13 months later so we got married two years from the day from when we first started dating to the day. um so yeah it was very for me that i felt like that was really quick because um how old were you we got married at 25 so i always i guess i always thought that we would uh that if i did get married that it would be a very long relationship and Mm -hmm. we'd be dating for years and then get engaged and you know all of that but like I said we started talking about marriage very early on um we hadn't been dating very long but we just kind of knew that we wanted to be Mm -hmm. together and I think part of that is because we were both so isolated from our families and most of our friends that we were we did everything together and so we just got so much closer so much quicker than I think a lot of people probably would um, but our our timeline, we didn't have a timeline either, I guess I should say that. Like we didn't have a, I never had this kind of idea because like I said, I had decided I wasn't getting married <laughs> just because I didn't want to deal with men anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't, in my, in my mind, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to take this person for two years and then we're going to get engaged and then we're going to get married. Um, so it was kind of like just, we just let it go. And I thought it was pretty quick it felt like our relationship was like a whirlwind because it did go very fast. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so everything in our relationship has gone fast. Got married and then quickly became parents and you know things in our relationship with our marriage has always been changing so but I didn't have a set timeline.
1: So if you can uh, envision the next five to ten years uh what would that look like for you guys in terms of um I want to put it in terms of like growing, right? So if you could like have your ideal place that you were in five to 10 years from now, would it look the same as you are right now? Or would you, you know, have maybe grown a lot more? I don't know how I'm trying to work this in my mind, but.
2: I think from, I envision us um, in five to 10 years, Dating each other a little bit more like I said I just finished law school and so mm-hmm. for those three years of law school we lived apart um, for half of the time and that was difficult but at the same time it was it turned out to be really good for our relationship we um, we talked a lot we were constantly on the phone with each other constantly FaceTiming constantly texting because we couldn't see each other all the time and um, and so, because of that, and because of the crazy work schedule that he was on and everything, we didn't really get time to really date each other as much as we would have liked to. But I envision the next five to 10 years. Well, first of all, celebrating our 10 year anniversary, which we hope to do a big, like, anniversary party thing. Oh, yay! Uh, uh, but yeah, celebrating our 10 year anniversary and just learning to date each other more um, and just trying to be more intentional about the time that we spend together that's what I envision and so I do envision our relationship getting even better um, because there even in we've been married what seven years and every year every month every day <laughs> there are different things that we're working on that we that are coming to this to the surface that we're realizing oh this is interesting let's talk more about this let's explore this a little bit more um, and I think things like reading this Michael Todd book we did a, a married couples um, class at church and things like that have really helped us at various times in our relationship to reevaluate and recenter ourselves on where we want to be in our relationship and making sure that we are still progressing in our
3: relationship uh next 10 years well we, we're talking about adopting possibly. Oh
1: yeah i asked y'all that like ten thousand times maybe bringing another child yeah.
3: adopting a child maybe uh definitely like Courtney said more dating each other because the past three years we haven't this past three months has been great because <laughs> <laughs> we 24-7 together except when I go to work uh, and we haven't yeah it's, I, I think our love has grown more over these past three months yeah. too
2: it's since like we, a good end to the yeah, three, years three years of being apart and then we get like all these months together where we just get to hang out together so we could thank COVID for the
3: the quarantine. COVID oh, yeah. did have some good good stuff. <laughs> that was one
2: good
0: thing that came out of COVID. Oh,
3: I love it. Yeah, definitely dating more and celebrating ten years and three years. <laughs> he,
0: he's a man of little words. I got it. <laughs> Straight to the point.
2: Not words. He says what he
0: has to say. Straight to the point. <laughs> no fluff.
1: So it definitely sounded uh, like. Marriage definitely helped you guys grow in different ways, like together as well as personally. Um, What can you say is like the your favorite like personal growth that you've seen since you've been married?
2: In ourselves or in the other person? Mm,
1: In yourself, or both?
2: Because that'll be interesting. Um, In myself, I like I said again. I'm gonna go back to Michael Todd. He talked about how um, you know your spouse should help you get to your purpose mm mm-hmm. help you reach your purpose or help push you toward your purpose and Don has been my number one cheerleader like in my own personal life like but going to law school has always been a dream of mine and my own stupidity <laughs> for lack of a better word immaturity I guess is better in undergrad kept me from doing that in, um, immediately after I graduated and so once I told him, you know, that was my dream. He actively helped me find ways to get there. Um, And so personally, I've grown um, professionally. Um, I've grown in terms of opening my heart to people because I don't trust very easily. Um, And so he's helped me to be more open to people, um, particularly him. (laughs) And, uh, and so that's how he's helped me. Um, the growth that I've seen in him, he's also opened up a lot. I mean, we talked earlier about me telling him I needed him to be more emotionally vulnerable. And I've seen that, like he, I've seen him have to struggle through that and have to find ways to express things to me. Um, it's also helped him in other parts of his life to become more emotionally vulnerable, to repair relationships, um, that he wanted to repair for years and he's found it in himself um, through a lot of prayer to repair some of those relationships and so it's nice to see that and of course being able to see him grow as a father um, because sorry to tell your business but he grew up in a one-parent home and so he I remember when we were first got together and he told me that you know he wanted to be a good father like that was something that was really important to him and so seeing him grow as a father and being able to be vulnerable emotionally even with our child to me is like a great joy to be able to witness all you
3: babe i say uh how i've grown is uh well seeing courtney's relationship with her dad helped me want to fix my relationship with my dad so and um it's still a process in the works. <laughs> so I mean I have times where we're good and then we go back to not talking for months, but she's definitely helped me get in touch with my emotional side, which y'all touched on in the dating episode. Men are taught not to be emotional, not to show weakness, not to cry. And I think my grandma my great grandmother dies, the first time you ever seen me cry. And I and I probably before that I wouldn't, I probably just walked outside or walked in the garage and cried to myself. But I think I sat there in front of you and cried Mm -hmm. again when she died. So I can, she has definitely helped me grow as a person. She is my best friend. Oh, so
1: that's
3: about it.
1: (laughs) What about something
3: that that you've seen in courtney growth? Courtney, I say. definitely uh she definitely she's not as independent (laughs) (laughs) as she used to be i mean she definitely like she definitely lets me take the lead and trust me which i i understand why i had to earn that trust for her to give up her independence and be willing to give her independence and knowing that i won't fail her or disappoint her which in marriage there is going to be failures there's going to be disappointments but you have to own up to those and try not to hide them and come to each other because we're, we're human we're gonna make mistakes nobody's perfect So
1: wow i feel like this is a great episode you guys uh thank you for being open honest vulnerable whether you want to realize that or not for this episode and coming on the podcast this being your first time so this is awesome
2: Thank you for asking us. It's Honestly, it's been good because when you first said something, I was like, mm, I don't Yeah, know I was, I I was, was like, bad. you can say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but then it made us talk about things, too. And mm-hmm. so it's been good for us to talk about, like, it's kind of like a good time to reevaluate, you know, seven years, seven is the number of completion, you know, in the Bible. And, um, so I've been putting like so much emphasis on this year when we first turned seven years, but then you also have the whole seven year itch that people <laughs> say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been like, one eye like celebrating and the other one's like, okay, what's going to, what's going to pop out? What's going to be the bad thing this year or whatever. But, which is weird because I'm not usually superstitious, but um, yeah, asking us to do this was good because it, like I said, made us talk about things and it was a good way to look back on our relationship and be like, man, like, You've come a long way. <laughs> and
3: y'all do have a new fan. I've been listening to all of you. Oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs>
2: but yeah, it was good for us, too. So we appreciate the opportunity. And we also, we're always huge cheerleaders of, of marriage. And um, I don't know. You know, people always say Black people don't get married, which I don't believe at all. Um, I just think Black people who are married, people just don't like the highlight. But um, mm-hmm. I think it's important for people to see yes black love love. right who are in love and who have fun in their love because that was one thing that I never saw let me not say I never saw fun but I know especially when you're talking about black Christians Mm -hmm. in church you know you don't you you never really saw the pastor and his wife having fun or really enjoying themselves in their marriage and stuff and so I don't know I just feel like anytime you can show people who love each other and having fun with each other and all that especially when it's the black people. then I
0: think that's great. So I'm glad you guys are doing that. And I love that you guys are young too. So you're showing that, you know, the love is there and you can have a happy marriage in your early thirties starting at 25, you know, you don't have to feel like your life ended at 25 because you got married. Cause that's what some people think like, Oh, I want to be single till I'm 40 cause I want to live my life. But y'all are y'all are living a great life together. Um, starting at a young age. <laughs> so that's very inspiring
2: but there is hope uh and I tell Ebony all the time like I always tease her and say I'm trying to marry her off but I do love that how confident she is in her singleness though like Ebony knows her worth and that's good and I think that's important to to know your worth and your singleness and know what you deserve so hopefully I hope that everybody wants who wants a good marriage it's it because it is truly a, a blessing.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the ultimate goal to be married to be happy. Gotta get there.
2: <laughs>
1: All right. Um, so again, thank you guys for coming on this episode. Um, how can people reach you? I don't know if you want to give out your Instagram or not.
2: Oh, you know about Instagram?
3: is. Hold on. <laughs> it's like CM Barnes yeah. I'm no, Anderson eighty eight.
2: Something like that. I think, um, I think you're right. I think you are right. Look at you, never <laughs> Instagram. tabs on you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, CB, uh, CB Anderson, eighty-eight. Um, and I mean, however, Instagram. I'm on Facebook. You can email me. I guess you guys can have all that stuff. But yeah, if anybody has any questions or anything, like I said, we are we are open books. <laughs> so. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure you'll get some questions. Um, and if you guys um, want to either DM, you know, the Real Play Pod at the Real Play Podcast or um, email us at therealplaypodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com, um, you can ask us questions as well and we'll funnel those back to Courtney and Dawn. And um, yeah, I always say the same thing at the end of each episode, but this really has been great. Um, <laughs> and um, with that, guys, we're going to say bye. 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 Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe
0: and follow us on all social media platforms at The Real Play Podcast. We would love to hear from you. So leave us a comment, DM, or voice note. And don't forget to come hang out with us on our next episode.